Today, we got somebody on the show who's gonna talk about something we've never talked about before, how to get started with creating SOPs and systems for your e-commerce business. He's helped over 100 businesses crushed in this regard, and his presentation at the Sales Scale Summit on this topic was one of the favorites of the whole event. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Do you want to see how your listing or maybe competitors listing rates as to best practices for listing optimization? Or maybe you want to compare a group of ASINs or Amazon products to see how they compare to each other. Maybe you want to see within seconds the top keywords for a single listing or a group of listings. You can do that and more with the Helium 10 tool listing analyzer. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash listing analyzer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. We've got a serious seller here from another part of the world. Where exactly are you right now? So, so despite my accent being Australian, I'm sat in Israel, in Tel Aviv. Excellent, excellent. Now, why don't you just go ahead, and this is the first time you've ever been on the show, why don't you just give us your your 30-second elevator pitch or your introduction here so people can be introduced to you. My name is Yanni Kosminski, but I am Australian. I spent a good decade or so in creative advertising and digital marketing strategy, working with the likes of Sony, MasterCard, Mercedes-Benz, Medtronic, back when there wasn't even social media for brands. So I launched Mercedes-Benz, Australia, New Zealand's Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. I was the largest Facebook media buyer for a couple of years there actually for Mercedes-Benz. And it was pretty cool having Mercedes-Benz and Facebook fight over which tent you sat in for the Grand Prix each year. So I'm not going to lie. I, don't, I, I definitely have aspects that I miss from uh, you know, living that, that life. I moved to LA and there I was working with Sony and Snapchat and Medtronic and everything from web design to development, content production, TV commercials, live activations. I mean, the whole works. And before, you know, there was all the talk of off Amazon traffic when it was just brand building and e-commerce before, you know, marketplaces really had that level of disruption. That was sort of the time that I was growing up in the space. And about five years ago when I moved here, I met a couple of guys who had an Amazon store that had got stuck at about 2 million. I came in and in about 12 months was able to take that from two to five million. Thras ultimately acquired that business. And on the back of that, I realized we could help a lot of sellers go through the challenges that you know I'd personally face, but mostly from the agency side. So I built, I got three companies, Bradley, uh, that I'm the co-founder in. So Multiply Me is executive search and HR into the Philippines of high level talent. So you never hear me talk about VAs because that's not what it is. Uh, I have a company called Escala, and when I was chatting at the Sell and Scale Summit, which was incredible, might I add, uh, that was all through Escala. So that's our process improvement management consultancy, and that's all about building high-level systems for serious e-commerce sellers. And the last business is called South Coal, and it, we've just stood up a $50 million fund to invest in e-commerce businesses to grow them to exit over a two-year period with a couple of J JV partners. So. I got my hands in a few pies, but everything that I do is in servitude to helping e-commerce sellers really get the most out of their life. And 
you know. I got to say I locked in the uh, a little humble brag here, locked in that early bird or early days H10 uh, deal. So I'm still rolling that one up um, just to, to give you a bit of context into how valuable Helium 10 was in my personal journey. And, you know, it's kind of full circle for me sitting here on the podcast, being able to share a little bit, hopefully with people with the support that Helium 10 has given me from a keyword research to listing creation. And op- I mean, mm-hmm. I could sit here, spend a whole episode talking about all the different functions and features and values that H10 can add. But uh, anyway, there's there's my saving okay. you with your bag situation uh, on, the, on the table there. There we go. Like, you know, when you, what was your first main job? Like, like, did you immediately go into, you know, the marketing and advertising things or did you, uh, what did you do after university? Yeah. So, so my first, my first real job, like, uh, while I was still at university was headhunting. So I, I was in recruitment, headhunting specifically, like again, before LinkedIn was what it was today. And there was ways you could game even LinkedIn back then. Um, but about, Six months in, I realized, you know, it just wasn't for me. And I sat in this incubator and I ended up leaving an opportunity to take a $40,000 commission if I just stayed in for three months and back in, you know, 2008 or whenever it was. That was, I mean, it's still a lot of money today, but it was a lot more money back then, especially when you're, you know, when you're in your early 20s. And Mm -hmm. I went and, and took on a job at this creative agency or this digital marketing agency unpaid. I just, I was passionate about the space of, of digital and e-commerce. Okay. Now, um, you know, I actually, you know, I'm wearing a sell and scale summit, you know, t-shirt you, you, you referenced, uh, it here. And, and, um, unfortunately I didn't get to see your presentation, nor did I even see the, um, like your slides, you know, a lot of, a lot, almost all the speakers, I was able to at least see the slides, you know, beforehand or after, you know, that I missed, but I, I couldn't find yours anywhere. However, uh, from many people, uh, it, your uh, presentation uh, was one of the favorites of the uh, conference for them. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I, I want to find out um, a little bit about what you talked about. I, uh, I believe it was it was kind of like you know setting up SOPs, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and and systems. And actually, you know, it's something that is Amazon or e-commerce or Walmart seller sometimes is not the top of mind uh, of people. However, the the high I found that, you know, the higher level you go as far as the seller, it's one of the more common questions. It's like, you know, uh, I'm, you know, my title is, is not just podcast host at Helium 10, it's director of training. And, and because of that, I have to like decide like what, you know, some of our speakers that we have for, um, you know, for our, in, our, our training systems and, and, you know, we have the freedom ticket course. And so I'm always constantly talking to sellers and saying, like, what do you guys need? You know, what, where, where's a, a, a pain point that I can Maybe I can't help you personally. You know, if it's Helium 10, I, I can definitely help you with that. But, you know, maybe if I can't help you with it, uh, I need to go find somebody maybe to bring in somebody for training or or for presentation. And one of the common ones I've I've seen like in the last couple of years is definitely like, man, you know, our, our SOPs suck and and things like that. So um, what? how did you how did you like start that part? You know, I know you do more, you know, a lot of things, but how did you become kind of an, an expert in that? Like, was there a need, like, were, were people asking you for this as well? Or was this just something that you're like, hey, I just know that this is an issue out there that needs to be, you know, that people need help with? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I'd spent a long time working for and growing agencies. And I always had the vantage point where I was in a small business. So I was the 15th employee. We grew to about 30. I was the 
20th employee, we grew to about 40 when I was living in Los Angeles. And what I realized was while it was absolutely painstaking working with, let's say, a Medtronic where when we would produce content for them, we'd have to have two months of approvals given because of how arduous it was to get through all these medical boards and regulations. And so I saw the need and I saw all the mistakes and the evolutions of growing up in, in agency land. And when you think about the DNA of an e-commerce business, I mean, it's all the same functions. It's creative, it's content production, it's listing optimization. It's every aspect, every person that you're going to deal with from video to copy to image creation, you're dealing with all the same uh, people essentially. So I had that experience and about six months into launching Multiply Me, I actually interviewed uh, this woman. Uh, Her name's Josephine Ping and she was a management consultant, had come from Ernst & Young and just really wanted to work at a startup. And I was like, listen, she applied to be a project manager inside of our, inside of our marketing team. And I said, it would be the biggest fallacy to have you just focused in on pro- you know, project management inside of a marketing team. Let's see what you can do. So she delivered the first internal project of systemizing our business based on Ernst & Young's EY's methodology. And I quickly realized that you know, this was revolutionary for us, even though both my co-founder and I are very systems orientated. We'd never been at management management consulting level, especially not the likes of EY. So what ended up happening is on the back of that, we pulled a ready-built team out of EY and we really focused our attention on the areas we knew best. And that's how to apply this to e-commerce. And so that was where Escala was born and we're a little over two years old right now. And we have close to 40 management consultants full-time on staff. Now, you know, obviously different size companies has different needs, um, you know, for, for this kind of thing. But at what point should me as an entrepreneur, as an Amazon seller, as a Walmart seller, start thinking like, hey, I better set some SOPs and some systems in place. Like, is this something from day one, even if I'm a, a, a one-man or one-woman show, like, is there at least some level of organization that I should be thinking of from the day that I start my Amazon Seller Central account? Or is this something that you just becomes exponentially more important only when I hire, make, make my first hire? Or, or you know, talk, talk to me about, you know, we have listeners of all levels. So so who should be listening right now? Yeah. So so I'd say it appeals to everyone, but on the caveat that it's at different levels. And you, you're sort of spot on in your line of questioning here. So my advice always wouldn't be, Build the process from day one. You know, just just start writing and documenting all your processes and build it mm-hmm. how we do in your high level process and your sub processes and the subgroups and going through all the way to working instructions. Because in reality, we're all trying to figure it out when we're starting to formulate our business ideas, whatever whatever it turns into. Right? It might be a you know, it might be a three. You know, I was going to say three figure. It might be. It might be. You know. Just launching one product, one product, maybe rethink your, uh, yeah, your, your choices here. But, but ultimately, <laughs> um, ultimately, if you're just launching your first product, and you know, I would say maybe a better way of looking at it is what does it actually solve? So, what are SOP standard operating procedures solve for? So, if you're just starting out, you know, if you were to walk away from the business and there was no information that existed on how to operate it, and you wanted to go on mm-hmm. holiday, for example having standard operating procedures in place makes sense. Now, as you scale your business, you know, the question I would ask any listener 
to this podcast at any level or especially once they have, you know, three, five, 15, 30 SKUs in market is what is stopping you from giving the same level of attention to your top hero or top three hero products that you would be giving to the remaining 27 if you had a set of 30? You know, what would that unlock for you? Or Mm. you as the visionary in the business, you as the one who came up with the brand, with the products and their selling, how valuable is your time in the business to be thinking about things like product development or getting a, you know, a trade pattern or something that's really going to add value or finding that next manufacturer that's going to reduce the time that or, or the cost attached to it or what's stopping you from accelerating your product development? What, why can't you bring 15 products to market a year and not three? You know, what are all the times constraints, resource constraints? You know, are you as the founder or as the key person, are you making all the decisions are you the bottleneck really stopping you from setting yourself free? So, you know, I think like the, the, the logic or, or where you start to think, when should I implement standard operating procedures really comes to have I figured out where my business is and, and what I need to deliver and can I delegate, you know, can I have someone else do something that's about 80% as to what I can and therefore I should delegate and that's when you should start to really think about bringing SOPs into the fold. Okay, let's keep going talking about what you, you know, we don't have time to just word for word go over your entire presentation, but but um, what are some of the tips and tricks that you were, you're giving people um, that, that wowed them so much that they all told me that they, they loved your presentation so much? So let, let's, let's dive into the highlights uh, from it. The way we at Escala look at systems or, or SOPs, it's, it's about building systems, not standard operating procedures. They're a component of. So systems are the perfect harmony between people, process, and technology coming together to actually deliver on everything that needs to happen inside of the business. So a lot of Amazon sellers will focus on the technology. You know, they'll say, well, click here to download Helium 10's keyword search term report and off they go. You know, they think that's the SOP. And while Helium 10 is a great platform, that is not a full circle delivery. If I change just a couple of elements, so if I simply stated every Monday the data analyst downloads the search term report from Helium 10, then what I've done there is I've connected the time, so the process, the person, the analyst, and the piece of technology in Helium 10. And so all of a sudden, and I'm giving you the most simplistic of ways, but I can't really go any further without helping people understand that it's when you start to build those levels of constraints into your system that enable it to be effectively foolproof. And that's what you want to achieve. You know, when you're, when you're scaling your business, when you're building it, when you're bringing on new people, when you're onboarding it, when you're selling it, you want, every, you want the dumbest guy in the room to be able to understand what they need to do because that's also how you're going to be able to reduce your operating costs and scale your business if you can really simplify what needs to be done rather than paying, you know, six figures for every employee that is going to absolutely burn through anything that you're trying to do. So I can't, I can't go through my, my presentation and sort of share. It would, be a, it would be a fast for me to try and explain our five layers of uh, systemization and how we actually build our processes. But I'm going to give you some of the common mistakes that people make. And, and, Perfect. and I think Perfect. so we have a five layer uh, process. I'm actually happy to share it with you. And if there's like show notes or anything like that, you can sort of give it to people for the visuals so they can understand a little bit. But in our five layers, the last two layers, so we go from core processes, 
to process groups, to sub-processes, to activities, and then working instructions. And that's levels one through five. Now, where people typically make mistakes is they'll jump in and let's continue with the Helium 10 example. So let's say we that they would open up a Word doc and they'd simply write, you know, jump into Cerebro, dump a whole bunch of keywords in there, see what it churns out and, and off we go. And that's how most people uh, start it. They do a, what we call a bottom-up approach. Whereas where you want to be is you want to be taking a top-down approach. So you want to be understanding operationally and organizationally who, what are the key drivers in the business at a high level and then stepping down who's involved because, and I'll give you the example of listing creation, right, which might to the untrained ear seem like the most simple thing that you can do on Amazon. I'll just create a listing and off we go. But when you start to think about all the factors that are involved, right, you have creative, you have listing keyword research and optimization, which are going to be two different people in most cases. You've got inventory and demand planning to making sure that things actually land inside of Amazon at the right time. You've got to have, you know, potentially a whole bunch of other team members that touch on it from, you know, like I said, copywriting, from the design elements. So what you're doing effectively is you're siloing the specific uh, tool inside of Helium 10 where really what you need to be doing is connecting all the dots between all the individuals that need to get involved so they understand where they come into play. And so that's why, and again, it's a little harder just with an audio podcast, but our level three, which is what we call sub-processes, that's where you actually have each of the individuals and what each of the steps that they're taking that they do. And so you actually start to see visually, right, I'm going to need a designer. I'm going to need a keyword researcher, depending on how big you are, whether you're doing it all yourself. I'm going to need someone to optimize my listing. I'm going to need someone to buy my PPC as I start to get larger. And so it, it all comes down to taking that top-down approach and first understanding, well, what's actually happening in the business and how does that actually uh, how does that actually come together? Another another key area, another key issue that people have is that there's no defined storage method. So how we like to build things and how I would really recommend, I mean, we're huge advocates of ClickUp as a project management software. It's really affordable and it lets you have, we build a company wiki. So inside of it is all the, all the working instructions and activities on how to do everything, but you can also build all of the workflows. But what's most important, and if you see, if you guys see this presentation, I'm happy to give anyone who's listening the presentation as well, um, if that, you know, if you guys are sharing it outside of sell and scale, but ultimately having the defined storage method. So we have a numbering and naming convention for every aspect. So, and I'll give you, I'll try and give you guys some tangible examples. So let's say you have 50 SKUs of products and, you know, I'm working on one and Bradley's working on another and there's five other people that are working on the different, you know, products because that's how we've decided to throw our company together. Now, it becomes very, very difficult to transition from my SKU to Bradley's SKU to anyone else's SKU unless every single one of the folders is structured in a way where it's, you know, specs and creative and, you know, building that storage method from a filing perspective also transitions and is effective inside of a standard operating procedure and a systems building component. So a lot of people just sort of throw it all together and then come back and they can't find the files and you know it would be and, and I'm guilty of it too I'm not sitting here uh, mm -hmm. whole, you know being holier than now like 
you know, if I, if I was honest with myself, especially historically on the number of hours that I've wasted in trying to find files or redoing Loom videos or whatever it looks like, I mean, it's embarrassing. Um, so, you know, that's just a couple of the key examples. I can keep, uh, I can, yeah, I can, I can keep rolling if you want. Keep rolling, but, but real, real quick before you keep rolling, give me step one. Like what's the, Hey, I, I'm a, I'm a six figure seller. I'm a seven figure seller. I've never had systems in place. I've never even thought about this kind of thing. Um, where do I start? Is it, you know, getting one of these softwares, you know, I think at helium 10, Maybe the I'm not familiar with the one that you mentioned, but but the counterpart we use something called Monday for our yep. project, uh, you know, management and and things like that. So like, is it getting a software like that, and, and uh, or is it is it the documentation? Uh, like, hey, no, I, I just need to start documenting, uh, you know, systems and and SOPs. What's step one, and, and then and then continue on, please, with 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 what you were talking about. Yeah, so so ClickUp is exactly like Monday. It's just probably a quarter of the price and has one feature that we really love, and that's the the w internal wiki. Um, step one would obviously be getting the Escala Academy course because we'll teach you how we build our process. But step two would really be realistically, I'm I'm having a laugh here. Uh, we do have a course that that came out recently that helps you build all this stuff, but. Ultimately, it's understanding at a high level, and we have some resources on our website even that, that, that'll help you. It's at a high level understanding what are the key drivers inside of your business at a high level. And I'll give you, I'll give you the example. So for a typical Amazon business, your business will break out into four or five key uh, core processes. So you're going to have your product research and development function. You're going to have your customer support. You'll likely have supply chain. And then you'll have product launch and brand management. We actually like to split those two functions. And then that's about it, really. Um, so you'd start to get a handle of what are the core drivers and then inside of those core drivers, and I'm just going to read off a few here, but you know, for us inside of product research and development, it's product research and validation. So getting clarity on what are the products you're bringing to market, product development and sourcing. So taking to that next step package design, and then product sign-off. So those would be sort of the four steps inside of it. So I'd say taking that top-down approach, what you really need to do and what we would do in Escala is we interview, shadow, and review everything that's happening operationally. So if you wanted to get clarity on your business, and again, like, you know, Helium 10 is a massive company today, I'm sure if I went and I asked you, Bradley, you know, even about just how you produce your podcast, right? If I asked you and I asked five other people in the team, I guarantee you I'm going to get probably very close, but five different vantage points of what it actually looks like to produce it. So I'd say if I'm going to self-implement this and I didn't have all the background, I would be understanding and interviewing and starting to get clarity on what's everyone actually doing in the business operationally. And you don't need to go like if you're a large company, if you're an eight-figure seller, nine-figure seller at that point, you're not going to interview every single person in the business. You're going to interview sort of the key stakeholders um, at, at sort of, you know, middle management level probably would be the lowest. But if you're a small business, interview them, understand what's happening in your business, and then you're going to start to document out what are the key drivers and then what are the actual sub-processes. So what is each individual actually doing and what's the relationship between each of those in order to deliver the, the desired outcome? Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, now, I think structure of how you start setting up your team is important to, to get in the beginning. Now, I don't want to say that, hey, if you've already got 20 employees, you're screwed. 
you know, but but let's say in a perfect world, um, I'm just around at that um, at that uh, level where I need to start hiring hiring out. You, you touched on this a, a little bit, but I'm assuming that there's like um, maybe some some characteristics of successful companies with the way they set up their team that or maybe some common characteristics that you've seen where, you know, you look at this company's structure and organization, you're like, wow, this is a well oiled machine, you know, their, their operations that they have. What are some char common characteristics that, 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 that companies that are really working well uh, with their organization? Uh, what are some characteristics that you can maybe mention? Yeah. Great. Fantastic question. I wish more people would ask me that. Um, so I would say when I'm looking, yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what a podcast, uh, a host likes to hear. There you go. There you go. It's, go a, it's a, mate, you're, you're slinging straight fire here and I am uh, eating it up and, <laughs> and, and I hope the audience is too. But I think when I, when I look at the characteristics that work best for most businesses operationally, there, there's a few fundamentals that they get right. I'd say at any level, you know, obviously once you're bigger than just you as an individual, even when you're at two people and that might even be just having one 10 hour a week assistant, whatever it looks like. I think the most important thing is to have a business operating system. So there's loads of books on all of this. I'm a huge believer in traction EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system. If you guys haven't read that, cannot recommend it enough. Um, there's books like scale up and two Y three X there's, you know, there's, uh, Michael Gerber's, uh, E-Myth Revisited, there's loads of books that cover these topics and I think you guys are also figuring out I'm a bit of a bookworm for this stuff, but having an effective business operating system that helps build internal communication, I would say is the number one fundamental because nothing happens more quickly than when you and your co-founder have your heads down and you're building and you're, you know, one's on product, one's on marketplace, one's focused on selling, one's producing, whatever, whatever the DNA of your business looks like. And you lose touch and you lose focus and you lose clarity. So having regular cadences of meetings that cover, you know, critical business topics is one. And I'd say as you start to scale and when you think about the org strategy and structure that you're building is it's not just about, and, and again, I'm, everything I'm saying, guys, by the way, I've been guilty of making these mistakes. I'm the furthest thing from perfect and you know, it's, all a, it's all about progress, not perfection. But specifically, even to the interviewing component, you know, we, we leverage a methodology called WHO, the A method for hiring. And one of the big things that we like to do is you define the role that's needed by the business as it's attached to the alignment of the success of the company or the function and not just finding, you know, your mates, wife's daughters, dogs, best friends, mom, right? You, you know, you really have to go in yeah. there with clear intent on how is this going to serve the company? And so building a clear job description, building a mission, what does success look like? The outcomes. So what does this individual need to deliver on? And then what are the attributes this person needs to have and building a scorecard and interviewing them against a series of questions that fit with your business alignment. I mean, that's how I'd say that's when you're starting to get really serious with your business and, and, and when you're really starting to put mechanisms in effect to see real success, mm -hmm. because as you're growing, you know, you want to attract A players, you want to have the best people and the best people understand what a, what, you know, what a real process looks like. So I'd say having a business operating process in place and then also making sure that 
you're feeding the business on its needs, not on just people that you would like to have around. It's great when those things align. And, you know, I'm very fortunate. I get to work with my co-founder who's incredible and lippy and, you know, I have an amazing team around me and I'm very lucky to, to be uh, in that environment. But I'd say as you start to think that way, it, it, you know, it becomes a real paradigm shift in what you're able to achieve. Okay. Excellent. Excellent info. Now, um, in the last couple of minutes here, you actually, you know, towards the end of our uh, each podcast episode, I do something called the, t- the TST 30 second tip where, you know, we, we just, you know, go over some uh, like hard hitting strategies that, that you can say within 30 seconds or one minute, but let's kind of, you know, and I usually just let the, you know, the, the guests just pick whatever the topic is, but, but I just want to, you know, kind of stick to this topic. And when we have you back in a year uh, or so, you know, we'll have you talk, uh, we'll, we'll just shift the focus completely and not talk about SOPs or, or systems at all. But, can we can we get like maybe two quick hitting strategies for somebody out there? You know, like obviously maybe in a perfect world, um, and and I'll definitely allow people to uh, you know to 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 reach out to you. I'll, we'll give their your contact info. You know, in a perfect world, it's like hey, let's go ahead and reach out to Escala and, and have you guys you know do everything for us. But maybe I'm not ready for that yet. What's a couple highly highly actionable easy wins? Uh, to at least get on the right path to to have better systems in place. If I, if I'm an uh, you know e-commerce entrepreneur out there, the the very first starting point I would suggest is clarity. Getting clarity on where your business sits right now. So understanding what's actually happening operationally and 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 just starting to document it. So I know I was talking a lot about the bottom up versus top down and all these aspects where people get get things wrong, but Having some level of documentation and some understanding and some level of video is better than nothing. And so I'd also sort of piggyback onto the fact that it's about progress, not perfection, right? When we go and we do a project inside of Escala, a lot of people will say, don't worry about our current state, just build the future state, just build what we sh- how we should be operating. And our response is always the same is that we need to understand the current state so that we can build you incrementally to the next level because to go from a level one to a level five will absolutely break the business. And so that really translates to anyone is that don't worry about having a Scala level SOPs. You know, if you want to self-implement, I was serious, we do actually have a course that we released at Sell and Scale um, that's still heavily discounted, but, but that's still you applying it yourself. And so I'd say ultimately making sure that you understand what's happening in your business and just starting to document it is going to set you up for success when you know when you get to that point where you're starting to take things more seriously or the business is growing to a level where you really need to start onboarding a whole lot more people. Okay, cool. Excellent. Love it. Well, maybe uh, one more quick uh, quick hitter for us. One more quick hitter. I would say um, one of the things that I sort of would leave you guys on is your goal is always to delegate accountability and responsibility, not tasks. And so, you know, if anyone's ever heard me talk before, and I have a staffing company called Multiply Me, which is out of the Philippines. Uh, you know what? I, I love that. That's like a a, a perfect uh, quote there. Can you repeat that? Uh, I don't know if that's your catchphrase, but if not, it should be your 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 your, your catchphrase. Re- repeat that for the masses out there again. Yeah, yeah. So it's delegate accountability not tasks. So mm. you're, you're always going to be the bottleneck when you're picking up a VA and you have to tell them verbatim step-by-step step what they're delivering on. You don't really free yourself up. And that's sort of the biggest misconception is when you delegate accountability, when you give someone ownership and you say, 
your point is to succeed in this role and a really simple example might look like bring one new product to market this quarter. You know, really, really simple. Don't say follow these 47 steps and at the end of it, come and I'll check it off. And once they've done that, well, you have to be the the the, the origin story or the, the origination piece of what they need to do next. You, you're never really going to scale your business that way. So delegate accountabilities yeah. and responsibilities, not tasks. Love that. Love that. Now, if people want to get more information uh, from you or perhaps get some help on this topic, uh, how can they find you on the interwebs out there? So I'm most active on LinkedIn. Uh, Yanni Kosminski, you can find me there. I'm Yon Kos on Instagram. It goes in and out. But yeah, I mean, you can also, if you've come all the way here, feel free to email me, Yanni at We Are Escala. Uh, or any of the other websites and businesses that I'm involved in. It's just Yoni app. Okay, excellent, excellent. All right, well, I, I hope that um, I don't have to wait until, you know, next Sell and Scale Summit to uh, to see you. But, uh, you know, if, if I'm at a conference where you're speaking, I, I promise next time not to miss uh, yours so I can I can get all, the, uh, all, these, all this good stuff in person. Locked in, mate. All right, we'll see you later.